Hey, hello and welcome to another episode of The Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quentin. Today I would like to start off and talk about the Indianapolis Colts mishandling of the Jonathan Taylor situation. So, all you guys probably know by now that Jonathan Taylor uh, isn't re-signing with the Colts because they won't re-sign him for a decent amount of money. So, basically what happened was they didn't pick up his fifth year option. So he asked them if they could negotiate a contract. And they told him no. They would not re they would not negotiate a new contract with him. And so then he kind of asked for a trade, but not publicly. And so then the owner, Jim Urshay, said that denied the fact that Jonathan Taylor requested a trade. And then later on when Jonathan Taylor uh, came out and said yes he did request a trade, then the Colts owner said yeah he requested a trade but we're not trading him. And so then Jonathan Taylor started sitting out and uh, he had an ankle injury so he was sitting out of the preseason games and the practices and then finally the coach said well we'll give you an opportunity to call other teams and find a trade you have till August 29th however when he started talking to other teams for trades even though the coach said hey you're not worth the money that you want to ask for they're literally asking for a first round pick or a combination of picks equal to the first round pick for Jonathan Taylor, which would be the equivalent of the contract he was asking for. So basically they're saying you're not worth that contract. However, if somebody wants to trade for you, you're worth it then. And then what they're doing is they're basically hampering his ability to get traded because no team's going to want to give up the compensation the Colts want and then have to sign him to the type of contract that he wants to. That's too much to give up for one player. So the Colts have kind of backed him in a corner. Uh, and um, honestly, I, I think it's it's silly that they're doing this right now uh, because this young man definitely deserves a decent contract. He, his stats, he came into the league in 2020 and so he played 15 games. He didn't become the starter until a few games in, so he started 13 of those 15. He had 232 carries, 1,169 yards, and 11 touchdowns. He had another 36 receptions for 299 yards. So that was good for 268 touches that season, his first season, and 1,468 yards from scrimmage. And so in 2021, his all-pro season, yeah, you heard me, all-pro season, um, he... He was named a first-team All-Pro. Uh, he was named to the Pro Bowl. He finished, I think, second in Offensive Player of the Year voting. He had he had played all 17 games and started all 17 games in 21. He had 332 carries for 1,811 yards, which was good for the league lead. He led the league in rushing, and he had 18 touchdowns, which also led the league, 18 rushing touchdowns. And then he got another 40 receptions, 
360 yards. So that was good for 372 touches. Now, that gave him 2,171 yards from scrimmage. However, what's important here is the 372 touches. That season, the league leader in touches was Najee Harris, who had 382, or 381, excuse me, 381 touches. And Jonathan Taylor had 372. So he literally had eight, nope, nine less touches than the league leader, Najee Harris. And you're going to tell me that he's not worth re-signing to a decent contract, all because last year in 2022 he got hurt and missed six games. So he played 11 games. For, and he's, in those 11 games, he still had 192 carries for 861 yards. He had four touchdowns. He had 28 receptions for 143 yards which was good for 220 touches last year and 1,004 yards. So this guy had 268 touches his rookie year, 372 touches his second year, and 220 yard touches his third year. He had 1,468 yards from scrimmage his first year, 2,171 yards his second year, and 1,004 yards from scrimmage his third year. And you're telling me this kid isn't worth what he was asking for, for his contract. Like that's literally a star workhorse running back. That's what you call a bell cow. But not even just that. He obviously catches the ball out of the backfield too. And he's obviously pretty decent at it. Um, so he has 33 touchdowns in his first, 33 rushing touchdowns in his first three years in the league and you're telling me three yeah three three thousand eight hundred forty one rushing yards and you're telling me that the Colts think that he's not worth re-signing 860 touches his first three years he had he averaged five yards of carry as a rookie five and a half his second year and four and a half last year <laughs> how is he not worth Resigning, I'm. I just don't understand the Colts' logic here. Um, what do you think, Quentin? What do you think? You think the Colts are mishandling this? Um, yes, they are mishandling this. It's just, it's, it's just like the Saquon Barkley, um, situation. It's just like that situation. But this one, um. Well, so is, so here's the difference between the Saqu Saquon Barkley situation and Jonathan Taylor situation. The Colts refused to negotiate with him. They just basically told him no, and that was the end of the conversation. At least the Giants negotiated with Saquon Barkley, and then they ended up coming to an agreement, and Saquon Barkley signed. The Colts aren't even doing that. Like they're literally just letting just letting him go. They're not even trying to negotiate. Like why? Why wouldn't you negotiate with this guy? He's obviously a solid running back, a bell cow. Yeah, you know. He's I mean. He had one one year where he got injured. He's still 28 years old. No, not 20 years old. He's still 23 years old. So he's young. The chances of him recovering from that ankle injury are pretty good because it's probably minor. 
Yes, um, let's see, you know, I, they are overlooking this guy. He has three. But it's not that they're overlooking him, they just don't want to pay him. Yeah, they, yeah. <clears throat> and that's insane to me because, you know, I don't know how many touches Saquon Barkley had. We can, let me look it up real quick. Right, go ahead. Say, say, uh, what do you think? What's going on? What do you think the coach should do with the Colts should do with Jonathan Taylor? I think the Colts should trade trade him for a good bargain. You know, um, I think trading would be the best situation here for how Jonathan Taylor is feeling. Well, the problem is they're asking for a king's ransom in return, and the way that they're hindering him is that he doesn't have a contract right now. All he has is this season. That's it. He has no contract after this year. So not only does the team who's trading for him have to give up the draft capital to get him, but then they're going to have to sign him to a huge contract, which means they're they're giving up double the value for him. Nobody wants to do that. No team in their right mind wants to give up double value for a player. That's just ridiculous. It's true. Um, but I think how this all started was when Frank Reich left um you know this is how everything started when they got the new coach um this is how everything started if he stayed taylor will be fine um but i feel like i feel like the best situation here would either be releasing him next year or trading him this would be the best situation that for them here <clears throat> but uh, it, I, I really think that'd be the best situation for them. It's either the trade or just release. I, I think those are the two options that they have. Um, well, they're, they're trading him, but they're asking too much for him. I know. Yeah. So he's literally going to play out his contract, his last year there, and then he's going to walk away. And they're they're not only are they messing him up, but they're going to screw themselves because he's going to they're, well they're going to franchise tagging more than likely. But he still doesn't have to sign that. He could, if he wanted to, he could sit out and then walk away from him. But I don't know. I, I just I think they're mishandling this whole situation. I know. <clears throat> Alright. Um, Just to give you a little perspective, Saquon Barkley came in the league in 2018, and he's played two more years than Jonathan Taylor and has 29 touchdowns. And Jonathan Taylor has 33. And after three years, Saquon Barkley had he had six hundred forty six touches and Jonathan. Taylor already 800, has 860. 860 in three years. 
Um, and you're telling the, me that man doesn't deserve to get paid? He's, he's, hey, I'll tell you what, Colts. Why don't you just cut him? Let him go play for his old coach in Carolina, Frank Wright, because is a Panthers fan. I'll take him. Go on and let him just, you know, slide on over there to the Carolina. They'll pay him. They value running backs over there in Carolina. Let the Panthers pay him. Um, well, the problem is for me on that is that that'd be for no reason because they already have Miles Sanders. Jonathan Taylor's way better than Miles Sanders, hands down. <laughs> that would be a huge upgrade over Miles. My, Miles Sanders was a def- decent signing for them, but getting Jonathan Taylor would be a huge upgrade over Miles Sanders. Sorry, but we disagree there. <laughs> Matter of fact, Heck, I might even offer Miles Sanders with maybe uh, a third rounder and a couple others picks and see if they'll let me take Jonathan Taylor off their hands and then I'll pay him what he wants if I'm Carolina. I know. You know, offer offer a player or two and a couple draft picks and then pay the man. That's come on Carolina, if you're listening, go make an offer for Jonathan Taylor. No, I don't. Um, they got they they got all that they need. They have wasted too much money from. Um, I'm pretty sure trading Christian McCaffrey. I'm, I'm pretty sure that somehow they managed to offload some money, and they're actually no longer in salary cap purgatory. I think they have one of the. Uh, I think they're uh, like twenty million under the salary cap now. So they have some room currently. Um, Jonathan Taylor would be a huge upgrade, but I just think that's a little too much for them. That's just too much for them. Are you kidding me? That's Pairing just... him with Bryce Young? Could you imagine that? Well, with their new Bryce rookie Young quarterback, get... Bryce Young. Young. Wouldn't... Young wouldn't get any. Young wouldn't get many. Um... So. He wouldn't get so any now Bryce film. Young doesn't have to shoulder all the responsibility on itself. Man, he can hand that ball off to Jonathan Taylor. No, he can just hand then it off. Then when they, then when they uh, stack that box, that gives Bryce Young all the time to throw to open receiver. You do put up a good argument, but I, Young I, already has all he needs. He has stacked wide receivers. He has DJ uh, Chark, jo- jo- Jonathan Mingo, Adam You're a lot more Adam optimistic Thielen. than I am about Carolina's team. I'm pretty sure that they'll be lucky to get more than five wins again this year. No, 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 no. We'll no, see. No, no, no. no. Eight, eight, eight or nine wins would probably be good for the Oh, my gosh. Eight or nine wins. I hope that would be good, but I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. I, I don't think Carolina did enough to surround Bryce Young yet to make him set him up for success. I think there's still – a year or two away from setting that kid up for success and I really hope that Panthers fans give Bryce Young a break this year because I just I don't think he's set up for success yet in Carolina. It's Frank Reich's first year. He he had a he's starting from the bottom, full rebuild because obviously um the uh Matt Rule just couldn't get it done. And he left Frank Reich with nothing. Um, so 
I don't have high expectations for Carolina this year because I feel like they're still in rebuild mode. We'll see what happens. If they get eight wins, I'll be happy. That'd be great because that's an improved. Well, they had seven wins last year, I think. But yeah, they were still the first couple of years of Matt Rule's tenure. They had five wins each year, so well, yeah, they. They would still show improvement though, but they need nine, nine, ten wins. But uh, all right, so let's talk about something that happened today. Uh, Trey Lance um, got traded to the Cowboys. Yeah, that caught me off guard. Uh, When they traded him, I was thinking, wow, interesting. So, is this signal that Dak Prescott is on the hot seat? Oh, yes, this is, this is, yes, yes, Dak Prescott's on the hot seat. No, no matter what, he's, he, he is getting traded. He is getting traded. Well, I... Would have to let me look up his contract. I think he only has two years left on it. Yeah, they had they cut Amari Cooper just to get him a max contract. They traded for Trey Lance, so this is good. Now you just gotta try Dak Prescott, and then everything will be fine. Um, Dallas. I don't think they're trading Dak Prescott, but. Dallas, if you're watch, if you're listening no. to this right now, I, I, I just want to say you have to trade Jack for he, someone better. He signed through 2026, so he, he has four years left on his contract. But if uh, they feel like he's not going to get it done, they they, pro- they could possibly trade him somewhere else if they lose faith in him. Yes, um, yes. They, they have already lost I, faith. I was just curious because I, let me check their roster here. I thought, uh, I thought that, uh, they had a backup already. Cooper Rush? Yeah. Well, he's okay. I mean, he's okay. But, um. I think Trey Lance should be the starter there. He should. They they should give him a chance week one. Um, give Dak a chance in week two, and then see which one's better. They should give Trey a chance because Trey Lance hasn't been playing since uh, his um. Is which? When injury did he get again? I forgot. I think he get a since his injury. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is a chance to get um this chance to finally get a divisional win and be in the talk. You know, um, probably tomorrow, lots of sports channels will be talking about this. Um, I think they were today. Trey, uh, I think, I do think that Trey Lance needed a change of scenery. Um, I don't think, whatever was going on in San Francisco, uh, I I don't think it was working for him. Um, I don't know if it was maybe just the offense wasn't made for him or what was going on, but I do think that he does need a change of scenery and a second chance somewhere else. And I think the Dallas Cowboys 
as an opportunity for him to uh, get that second chance and maybe you know make something of it even if you know he's just a backup in Dallas say he gets some spot duty here and there and looks good in the spot duty you know he could always sign somewhere else when his contract's up in Dallas right maybe get a starting job somewhere else or yeah he should he should get a starting job at Dallas Dallas yeah, he's not going to get a starting job over that Dak Prescott. Have you seen? Have you seen what they're paying that guy? They're not going to sit him on the bench making forty million dollars a year. Well, they have to. That's that. that, that that's the only way. Um, yeah, he ain't sitting on the bench making forty forty grand a year. That ain't happening. At least, at least let him play. I, I always let him play at least maybe ten games or nine. But other than that. Let me let me check that here real quick. I, I, I don't think he's ever. Ha- yeah. So this year, Dak Prescott's gonna make twenty six million. Next year, he's gonna make fifty nine million, and in two thousand and twenty five, he's going to make thirty six million dollars. So and you think they're gonna sit him on the bench while he's making that money? So that, yeah, probably not happening. And how many? Let me see. So 26, 59, and 36. 26, 59, 36. So that means... Yep. 60, 62, and then we have 56. So that means he'll make $98 million in total mm-hmm. by the end of his contract. Well, there's, I think there's some bonuses and stuff worked in there, too. Yeah, to make so that pay him out a little bit so higher, but yeah. You probably get probably $100 million. More than hundred million so, in this contract. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so just a quick question for you while we still have uh, a few minutes here. So, real quick, who do you think is uh, who? The, who do you think the top quarterbacks are going to be in the league? Actually, who do you think the top quarterbacks are in the NFL right now? Nick, give me give me your list one to ten. All right, uh, number one. Um, okay, this is a hard decision because there's you know lots of quarterbacks out there. Um, probably make it, make it quick. The clock's ticking. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Who's your top ten? <laughs> um, probably number one. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. My number Pat two. Mahomes. My number two would be Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, okay. And my number three. Now this is what most people would not say, but I think is Lamar Jackson. Okay. Number four. Joe Burrow. Okay. And five, Allen. Josh jo- Allen. Okay. Yep. Keep going. Uh, my number six. Brock Brady. Ooh, interesting. Keep going. Um, my number seven would have to be. Let me think. Uh, how about? This is gonna be surprising, but how about number seven or eight? No, number seven. No, you're on seven there. Yeah, seven. Bryce Young. I feel like. Okay. Go ahead. He hasn't even played a snap yet, but I'll give you that. Go ahead. I'm a Panthers fan, so I'll take it. I hope that prediction pans out. And he is the seventh best quarterback in the league. Go yeah, ahead. Keep keep rolling. Who's number eight? Uh, 
for me, number A would have to be, uh, let me think. Kenny Pickett. Okay. And my number nine, uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. And then my tenth QB in the league would be, um, how about Aaron Rodgers? Boy, you were lost after five, weren't you? Nah. <laughs> All right, so, you ready for mine? Yeah, okay. I can... You ready? You yep. sure you're ready? Yes, I'm sure I'm ready. All right, number one. Uh, I, I'm not arguing with you. Patrick Mahomes, hands down. He's definitely number one. Number two, I'm going to go with uh, Joe Burrow. Are you serious? My man, Joe Money. Joe I Burrow. Mean, I mean. Number three. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What, what are you going to say about that? I Joe mean, Burrow, I number mean, two? I mean, I mean why, why would Joe Burrow be number two? I, Money, I, Money I, Joe? At least, at least put him at number three or number four. At least put him at three hey, or this four. This is my top ten. Joe Burrow, number two. Number three, I would go with Josh Allen. Number four, I like Lamar Jackson. Number five, I would throw Justin Herbert in there. I like him. I think that Justin Herbert. Oh, I forgot about it. I think given a little bit of improvement for the offensive line and a few other things on that team, I think he's... He's a solid quarterback. Uh, yeah, number six it. for me would be Trevor Lawrence. Mm, I forgot, yeah, I forgot about Trevor. Number seven. I'm going to go with... Uh, I like the way Geno Smith played last year. Oh, no. I think he improved his stock a lot in Seattle. I think he'll be able to replicate that this year. So I'm going to go Geno Smith. Number eight, I would throw... Uh, well, that's a hard one now. Now you're starting to get to the... You're splitting hairs here with who you think's good and who you think's not. Number eight, I'm going to go... I swear... What? I swear. <laughs> My list is better than yours. No, no, it's not. Joe Burrow, number big, two. Big money Joe. Uh, number eight. Who would I list as number eight? I swear, if you uh, don't put Joe... I'll throw... Uh, I know I'm probably forgetting somebody here. But I'm going to put Tua up there. I think when he's healthy, he's as good as anybody else. And he's got a lot of weapons down there in Miami. So I'm going to throw two up there. I think he's good when he's healthy. His, his problem is he just has to stay healthy. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Who would I make number nine? Let's go with... Um, I'm going to go Derek Carr. Derek, no. I think he's really going to shine in New Orleans this oh, year, too. Okay. I'm going to go with Derek Carr. Alright, no number 10. Number 10. Hmm, who would I make number 10? Well, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. I'll take him as my number 10. I think he's going to have a bounce back here this year playing a full season. 
So I'll go to Sean Watson. Uh, that'll be my ten. That's my top ten right there. I think you lost. I think you lost. You didn't even put Jalen Hurts in there. Oh shoot! I forgot about Jalen Hurts. You're right. Dang, I know I was forgetting somebody. You know what? Shift everybody down one, and throw Jalen Hurts in at number. Number five. Number five. I would still put Lamar Jackson, Big Money Joe, uh, uh, Josh Allen, and uh, you know. No. Matching up Smith. Ha! No. Patrick Mahomes. I would put all those guys over. Uh, Jalen Hurts, but I do think Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback, so I'll, I'll go number five. Jalen Hurts should be number two. He's I'll give him number five. He made it to a Super Bowl. He was a I'm backup quarterback. He, he, he got transferred like four times. Yeah, he did go to the Super Bowl. Um, they also had a very devastating, very good defense, but he did go to the Super Bowl, but... Lost. And he's good, but... Um, I'm still, I still like, uh, I still like my man in Buffalo. I still like Lamar Jackson. I still think that if the Ravens stay healthy, Lamar is a different animal than everybody else. And he presents a whole new list of problems than most quarterbacks don't. Um, so I, I still, I still like uh, Pat Mahomes. Uh, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson over Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm not gonna. F uh, yeah, I, 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 that's my that's my top ten. I like those those guys. I still would put over Jalen Hurts. That's just my personal opinion. Doesn't make me right or wrong. But that's who I would. That's how I would list them. Okay. And everybody else shifts down one. I I can't believe I forgot about Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I you're right I, though. I, He's I really, definitely in my number five. I really cannot believe either. Really. Okay. I mean, you put Bryce Young at number seven. I mean, so. I mean, come on. He's, really? He, you're you're he's beating working, me. He's gonna work you're his, me up he's about gonna work Geno his way. Smith. He's gonna work his way. <laughs> you're beating me up about Geno he's, Smith. Geno Smith. And you put Bryce Young, a man who's never took a snap in the NFL before, at number seven. He's working his way. Come on, man. He, he is working his come way. Come on, man. He's, he's working his way through. <laughs> he is working his way through. <laughs> he is working his way through. <laughs> Even uh, I don't think that Rodgers is a top 10 quarterback anymore. No, well, no, he may no. prove me wrong this year. He is going to prove you wrong. But I don't think he's top 10 quarterback anymore. No, he's, he's going to prove you wrong. He is going to prove you wrong. He's definitely going to prove you wrong. Mr. I, I drink uh, drug tea. <laughs> uh, Alright. That is the end of our episode for today. Um, I'm sorry that you guys had to hear Quentin and his oh wrong, my gosh, would his you wrong <laughs> picks for the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. We, I, we hope I you picked, enjoyed the I, show. I, I picked better. We hope you continue to listen. Uh, thank you. Don't forget to subscribe uh, and like our show. Uh, thank you. And we we'll hope you, you come back and listen again. <laughs>